This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Yep, I did. <clears throat> I leaned against the button. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 292. Nope. 293. What did you yep. want to speak? My name is Mike. My name is John. Official scorekeeper. The numbers guy. The man with the count. Uh, my name is Mike. It, my name is John. Do, do you want to do it again? No, nah, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. I think I'm good. <sighs> How you doing? You good? Mm. I am good. Oh, good. Glad to hear it. Uh, how was your weekend? It's a, it's a Monday night, of course. December um, the 20th. My weekend was good. Um, it was busy. Like... Uh, we had originally just planned it to be like a kind of low key weekend, but like Saturday we're like, we'll just stay home today. And we stayed home and ended up like doing all of the wrapping and prepping of holiday gifts and, um, did get to watch some holiday fair and a couple of shows that we needed to watch. So that was nice. Um, and then Sunday we went out into the world to do some Christmas shopping and some regular grocery shopping. And, uh, um, yeah, so it was a busy weekend, but got a lot accomplished. That's always nice, though, isn't it? It is. It is. Because if it was busy and you felt like, oh, all I did was exhaust myself, then, you know, that sucks. Yeah. How about yourself? How was your weekend? We had uh, Christmas with my dad's side of the family on mm. um, Saturday. But it's not Christmas yet. Well, yeah, but you can't see everybody on Christmas Day. So we, we do it. We did it early. Mm, gotcha. So I had Christmas with my dad's side of the family on uh, uh, Saturday, like I said, and we um, yeah we had a good time. Yeah, uh, my uh, half brother, my my brother John and his wife, they could not come because uh, Leah has his wife, my sister in law has COVID. Mm. So we really haven't had too many COVID cases in my family. Honestly, um, not too many at all, which is which obviously is great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but we have actually had a few cases here coming in lately. Um, like I said, my sister-in-law and then my cousin and my other cousin and his wife and like three of their eight kids. And, and I'll just say that everyone in my family, uh, extended family, that is, that has gotten COVID. Finally, I say finally because I figured eventually someone in my family would get it, you know, rather my side, Kate's side, whatever. What, what about your stepfather? It doesn't count. They were divorced. Anyways, okay. otherwise. So 
Uh, anyways, finally, anyone in my family that's now had gotten COVID, um, none of them are vaccinated. So. <clears throat> so that's why you were saying finally. Well, kind of. Well, I just I figured at some point somebody would. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. even though with all the precautions people take or don't take or whatever, I figured it would happen at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when it finally did, uh, it's, it's it's everyone that's not vac not everyone, but it, they're all not vaccinated who did get it. So right. It's just uh, further further proving this the statistics from all the hospitals and everything that the uh, mm-hmm. those unvaxxed people are the ones that are kind of screwing us all over by dragging this out longer. Right, but you know it's their right. It's their right to put the rest of us at risk. Yep, sure is. I got no room for anti-vaxxers and people who are being obstinate about this shit. No room. Go fuck yourself. So that being said, I watched uh, a few. I watched our shows that we watch, and I watched a bunch of holiday-related things. A little bit different route, not just the traditional. Like we have watched, like with the kids, you know, Muppet Family Christmas, Frosty, Rudolph. Charlie Brown's Christmas, Garfield's Christmas. Like we sat down with the kids over the weekend and we, we, we watched a ton of those, you know. Um, but then I watched some non-traditional Christmas themed stuff as well. Like Die Hard? No, no, no. Like uh, uh, X-Files Christmas episodes. Oh, nice. They have a couple. And uh, um what else? Oh, How I Met Your Mother holiday episodes. And then Warehouse 13's two Christmas episodes. Ooh, good pull. Yeah, it's all on Warehouse 13. The entire run's on Peacock. Oh, nice. I didn't realize yeah. that. It makes sense. Sci-fi show. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was nice to watch those. Hmm. Because they're like almost like standalone episodes. Like if you remember correctly, when you watch the the series, it it doesn't really it doesn't continue the story of any of the previous episodes. It's just it, it's helpful you know who the characters are, but they are standalone episodes. I thought that that was fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So those are some of the extra stuff I watched. Cool. Uh, but I did watch. Stuff. Yeah. I think the only extra TV shows that I watched were we binged and caught up on Dexter New Blood and uh, did the uh, the fuck that, you know, happens when you're uh, a plebeian and have to watch it week to week. Yeah, because, you know, this most re- all the episodes are like, ooh ooh but then the most recent episode that we watched, which I think was episode six, left us on quite the cliffhanger. And uh, we're like, we need to watch more. But, you know, the new episode doesn't come out till Sunday night. And this was Saturday that we watched it. So, yeah. But it's really good. Um, It it is really good so far. If you liked Dexter originally, you're going to like this. They really are, like, honoring the original series, but still making this its own thing. Nice. Well, I do look forward to checking it out at some point. Yeah, I'll look forward to talking to you about it once you do. Be prepared to binge, though. You're going to want to. Oh, okay. And I think we only got like one or two more episodes into Doctor Who. 
Um, but now the phrase moisturize me is permanently ingrained in Julia's brain, which I love. <laughs> she was like, now I'm picturing like in the summertime, I've got this spray stuff that needs to go on my face, you know, like if it's starting to fade off and I could just picture looking at you and saying moisturize me. Yep. Nice. No, it's funny. Um, I was struggling to, I've just been kind of in a TV rut sometimes, like outside of our regular shows that we watch. Mm -hmm. And, um, like I I get these, or I start something and then I'm, then I end up shutting it off or whatever. And, and I thought about going back and watching Dr. Who, but it's not like I'd be watching with someone like you are, who's never seen it. That would be excited to watch it. Mm, Yeah. You'd just be watching it. Yeah, it almost feels daunting trying to go back through all those episodes, but at the same time, it would be a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, it is a lot like um, this most recent episode that we watched was the one with um, what they call it, New New York. She's like, it's not called that. Well, yeah, that's what it's called. And uh, we had the hospital full of cat ladies that were curing all the diseases by, you know, basically hooking everybody up and giving them all the diseases and using them as des- uh, you know, Petri dishes. And this was also the next viewing of the face of Bo who told the doctor that, you know, Oh, don't worry. Eventually I'll tell you what I need to tell you. That's not, that's not ominous at all. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that reveal later. So, the rookie was on this past week. It's uh, not going to be back until January. Yep. Yep. Bradford and Chen helping Jenny fix up their childhood home. They find a gun in the wall. So, of course, Bradford and Chen have to stop helping clean up the house and immediately go investigate it. Mm -hmm. And they discover that the gun was used in a murder. And Bradford, of course, immediately blames his father. So, we meet Bradford's father, who's a son of a bitch and an asshole. Be sure to mention the fact that, you know, the murder was the next door neighbor, the guy across the road. Yes, who Bradford claims his father was having an affair with the neighbor's wife. Yep. Yep. Uh, But in the end, she confessed to shooting her husband in self-defense and Bradford's dad helped cover it up. Mm hmm. That was the only affair that they were having, according to him. Yep. And so Bradford does visit his dad, but he doesn't forgive him for what he did. No, no. Who could? But, who could forgive him? But he does vow to his sister that they're going to have a better relationship. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, uh, oh God, Wesley gets gets the old uh, gets the old wiretap to drop off at his uh, scumbag client, you know, big drug lord Stone's client's uh, home or base whatever. of operations. So with the with the help of a distraction from the police, they managed to hide the wiretap, which is then immediately discovered by a walkie-talkie. Yeah. Did we not know that they used walkie-talkies in there? How did we not know that? Yeah. Because you didn't do your due diligence. So Wesley is revealed. Mm-hmm. But he knows the police are out there who come in and take Wesley out. And then they decide that they got to arrest Stone before he uh, does anything to Wesley and and – and Lopez and the family. Um, yeah, because basically he says all he's going to do right now is get Wesley disbarred. Yeah. Yep. 
but you know that more is coming, of course. Mike, that sounds like a pretty like substantial thing. Like he's now got this kingpin of crime who like knows everything about him and his wife and his kid. Like he he could have him killed easily. They yeah. they, they oh, couldn't yeah. possibly wrap that up this episode, could they? No, they're gonna lord this over his head for many episodes to come. Or so you would believe, and then you realize you're watching the rookie. Right. For right. as they are as they are responding <laughs> with their warrant. To arrest Stone, they get a bulletin from dispatch that they just got a report of uh, shots fired at the Stone's headquarters. And when they Did get Swap there, make entry early? Nope. Nope. Oh. They, they haven't even arrived yet. Oh. So just, you know, Gray and, and Nolan and their crew, they arrive and they go in there and holy shit. It's a brill. A brill, LaFierre's security enforcer, ha, is there. And they uh, killed everybody. Stone somehow managed to survive. And he says, like, it was a Brill. And Lopez is like, no, it's not. And he's like, it is. Uh, she's taking control of Lafayette's gang uh, uh, operation. And she came after me for helping Wesley find you, rescue you. And while, while Stone's gang was being hit, they hit two other places in the city simultaneously because they're wiping out the competition and yada, yada, yada. So now, this would lead you to believe that Abril is going to be coming for Lopez herself because Lopez is the one that killed her boss. And she's a very that, loyal but, person. But she specifically targeted uh, this crime boss because he helped rescue her. He helped right. get her out of there. Clutching. Right. So, of course. So now you know that's what that's going to happen, right? Now, okay, so Stone's, Stone's been wrapped up. Uh, he may or may not, you know. Um, go to Close the bar about Wesley, but mm. still now, but their their lives are no longer in danger by Stone, but now their lives are in danger because of Brill, right? Absolutely. And there's no way they can wrap this up with five minutes left to go in the episode. No, this will be the cliffhanger that leads us into the second half of this season, and then they'll have to deal with her and figure out what they're going to do with her. Nope. Right? Abril oh, calls no? Lopez on the phone and says. Uh, hey, I'm going back to uh, Guatemala, wherever it was. And uh, how's your baby doing? Don't talk about my baby. Ho, 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 ho. Uh, anyhow. Um, and then they just basically reveal the fact that Abril is never going to come for Lopez because he didn't, she, went, she didn't go after Stone because of what Sto how Stone helped Wesley rescue her. She went after the Stone because he's the competition. And that's uh, one thing taking out the competition. No one cares about that, but I, I'm not going to cause myself a headache. And Lopez like, oh, and murdering a police officer and her family would be a headache. Yeah, that's a mess I don't want to deal with. So you're safe for me. So they wrap that up in a little bow as well. Uh -huh. April, so no one's lives are in danger anymore. Nope. So now the other big story this week, you know, we've got Officer Nolan, the title character of the rookie. He's he no longer the rookie. a rookie, by the way. As a matter of fact, but, we don't even see the rookie in this episode. Right. Well, we uh yeah yeah the new rookie um so we've got officer nolan who you know over this past season has been shot at drugged beaten um trapped pretty much everything under the sun like this guy every episode he's got some kind of threat to his life so you know this episode was no exception like he he was under the gun and being threatened wait 
no, I'm sorry. I'm looking at my notes. No, no. Uh, this episode, he was dealing with the fact that he wants to propose to his girlfriend. Yep. But but everybody in the world reminds him that he should probably introduce her to his son first because he never even thought of that. Yeah, I mean, huh. that sounds great. Huh. So I'm, I'm I'm mixed on that. Like I, I get it, I get the idea of it, but also his son fucked off to Japan, and his son has been fucked off to Japan, and doesn't seem to be planning on coming home. So you know, hey, uh, just so you know, I've been dating this girl for quite a while. Yeah, you've talked about her a while. Yeah, I'm gonna ask her to marry me. Oh, okay, great. Um, that that's what it is. It's a phone call. It it does not have to be the farcical. Uh, endeavor that they made it no he's in japan and internet's not always good which that's false because it's fucking japan if any place is gonna have good internet it has to freeze and be boxy (laughs) and unreliable so for comic Mm -hmm. effect Uh uh-huh yeah so that was almost as compelling of a story watching him try to get those two to FaceTime with each other just so that he'd be able to propose to her, except, um, you know, he, he just about to just about to propose. Well, no, 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 but hold her, on. But here's the thing. We never actually see them talk to each other because every time they try to talk, something happens. But then he comes home from work and they've been talking for an hour now already. Yeah. They figured yeah. it out. They figured it yeah. out. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. he's he's gonna propose. He's ready he's to do it. He's sitting at the little cafe where she wants to be, you know, ordering the nice food. She's like, Oh, I like everything on here. And he's like, I really love you. And she's like, I love you too. And he's like, Great. Brown chicken brown cow. What I want to tell you next is, and of course, some guy just happens to be walking by and goes, oh, Wait a minute. Um Bailey? Bailey, is that you? And and he's like, yeah, uh, hi, I'm her boyfriend. And the guy's like, great, I'm her husband. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> to black. I didn't. When did you get out? Oh, a couple months ago. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And and see, go on hiatus for a month. Fuck you. Yep. I love the only show, other thing though. that we really <laughs> I know the only other thing that you have to cover, though very briefly is Nyla is still trying to prevent her daughter from being moved across the country. So she goes oh, dirty. Yeah. She yeah. finally goes dirty and, you know, allows her husband to find out the big, deep, dark secret of his new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which she gets pissed at her for, and she's like, Hey, I tried to talk to you and talk to you about this, but you don't want to talk to me. So I got to do what I got to do to keep my daughter in my life. Mm-hmm. And he basically is like, yeah, well, we broke up. And she's like, whoa, 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 what'd you break up for? Because she lied to me, and I can't be another woman that lies to me. Right? Which is logical. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it really does. It actually is logical, yeah. She's like, you're breaking up with her because of what she did? And he's like, no, because she didn't tell me about it. She fucking lied to me. Yep. yep. Lied blatantly. Yep. yep. So very, very full episode and listening to us talk about it. You'd swear we don't like this show, but it's actually fucking one of the best shows that we're watching recently, (laughs) which is sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I like it. it. Yeah, I like it quite a bit. Uh, Boy, there weren't a lot of shows on that we normally watch, were there? 
I did not watch Cowboy Bebop. I don't think I'm going to because I know it's going to end in a big fuck you cliffhanger, and it's like, whatever, that's fine. Okay. Well, I will say that it's it's still phenomenal. I still really enjoy it. Um, <clears throat> got to see uh, an interesting episode where Spike was caught in a time loop, but it wasn't really. He was just trapped inside of his own brain. Um, <clears throat> that was kind of fun because as, as he kept getting deeper and deeper and losing his sanity, like the world around him looked more like a comic book, which is kind of funny because it's based on an anime. So, um, and we got to see a little more of uh phase backstory kind of, um, the woman who woke her up out of cryo sleep early and, you know, told her, Oh, this is, I'm naming you Faye Valentine, blah, blah, blah. Basically claimed to be her mom to scam her out of her stuff. Um, she, she was like, look, I'll give you your identikit so that you know who you are, but you just got to give me a ride somewhere. And of course, hijinks ensued because she's actually a con woman. And there was, you know, this guy who's the biggest arms dealer in the universe. And he was on, he was after her and blah, 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 blah. And it turns out that the identikit only had one VHS tape to which Faye went, what the fuck is this thing? And uh, she watched it and it was home movies of her talking to her future self so we still don't know her name we still don't know where she comes from seems accurate yep still a good show though i'm still really enjoying it <sighs> sorry i had a small back spasm just then that was very unpleasant Ooh, ouch yeah well you know apparently i'm old and only is... as old as you feel my friend no right now Feeling about 100. Ooh. Okay. Earlier today, 23. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, let's see what else. Uh, the Connors wasn't on. We walked, talked about Rookie. We got to talk about Hawkeye. Ghosts wasn't on. Well, let's be honest. It wasn't? What nope. was the most recent? What was the last episode I watched? The last episode was the uh, Possession one. That's too bad. I really like that show. You know what's a fun fact for you that I discovered this week? HBO Max has the British version, all three existing seasons. Yeah, that popped up for me, and I'm like, fuck yeah, so that got added to my list. Oh, I think Kate and I are going to have to try to watch that. Yeah, we're definitely going to check it out, too. I watched a new show. Okay, what's that? Uh, It's on AMC+. Okay. It's called Spitfire. Hmm. Have you seen the previews or the trailers for that? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Well, let me pull it up here. Uh, Let's see here. No, I've I've pulled it up here before. Where is it? Is it Spitfire? It's got to be Spitfire. Let's see here. Huh. Well, it's not coming up now. That's annoying. Maybe it's not Spitfire. I was going to say, are you sure you've got the right name? I could have the name of the show wrong. Let's be honest. I could be very wrong. I could be very wrong. (laughs) Firebite. Jesus. Spitfire. Firebite. Hmm. Firebite? That doesn't even sound like it makes sense. Oh, that's what it's called. Anyways, um, it's it's an Australian show. 
created by Warwick Thornton. Like I'm supposed to know who that is. <laughs> right. When but because but apparently like he's done a lot of stuff. Um, but nothing that I'm familiar with. Okay. Um, mostly your I'm guessing it's mostly Australian stuff. So anyways, so on AMC plus it is, it's set in a remote mining town in the middle of South Australia, uh, the middle of the South Australian desert. The series centers around two indigenous Australian hunters, uh, on their quest to battle the last colony of vampires. So the basic claim is that when, they made Australian a, a, a penal yes. state that when they showed up, they really dumped vampires on the country. Yes. Now I remember seeing the previews for that. And the previews look pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but based on the first episode, it is not. Okay. <laughs> you were like, the previews make it look awesome. I'm like, oh, no, that's not a good way to start something. Yeah. It, it's super, like, it's... <sighs> first episode was super slow very slow story building it wasn't yeah it wasn't what i thought it was gonna be it was it just i don't know i don't know it was did did the opening scene grab you no see that's one of the rules of storytelling that i've heard over and over again and i think it's very very true they say whether it's a book a show or whatever you have to open with something strong like a fight or you know a strong line like i saw a tiktok the other day that said you know what's the most memorable line from a book and they flipped over to a harry dresden book and uh, the first line of the book was the building is on fire and it's not my fault you know and it's fucking great i've read that book it's awesome you know it's a great series but yeah you know if if you've got a series that's based on the, the idea that Australian prison colony was established to, to get rid of the world's vampires, you better have a fucking solid, like have a fight in there, have something yeah. in there right in the beginning. That's going to draw people in because otherwise, no, that's, I, that's I think blow. you should watch the first episode this week sometime just so you can okay. be like, Oh, okay. I see what he's talking about. <laughs> okay. I could do Is that. It really, it starts out with like a narrative kind of describing things and then it's mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it seems ultra low budget but not in a good way oh ooh, boo yeah it seems ultra low budget but not in a good way so <sighs> i guess hawkeye um actually did you end up watching the christmas episode of young rock oh yes i did watch young rock i thought that was fantastic it was fantastic. Yeah, it was. Um, the Rock is filming a movie where he plays Big Tim because he's Big the grown up tiny Tim. Yeah, and uh, one of the other already act- awesome. Yeah, one of the little kid actresses there is not hitting her line very well, and she just doesn't understand Christmas. So the Rock talks about his version of a Christmas Carol, where ten-year-old Rock got visited by fifteen-year-old Rock, who got visited by twenty-year-old Rock. Um, to explain how they've had the worst Christmas ever. And I love like when 10, when, when 15 year old rock shows up, 10 year old rock is like, or Dewey is like, so that's what I look like when I'm 40, huh? And he's like, I'm 15. Yeah. <laughs> and then later on, so that's what we look like when we're 40, huh? He goes, I'm 21, you know? Like, yep. <laughs> and then I like it at the end when they see the rock and they're all like, that's what we look like when we're 40. Oh my God. Look how built we are. Why do we even wear shirts? Like, <laughs> I think it would have been better if he had actually been like, uh, actually, this is what you look like when you're 50. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. 
Is The Rock 50? No, he can't be 50 now. The Rock is 50. He's like 51, I think. 49. Damn. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, It's closer to 50 than 40. Holy cow. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Some of these guys surprised me. Yeah. But anyhow, so no, I thought it was a really good episode. Yeah, it was, you know, they had, um, they had a Christmas match, which I'm sure you watched back in the day. That never happened. That was very fictional. Oh, oh, okay. The wrestlers they use on this show are real wrestlers, but the, I don't think Macho Man Randy Savage ever actually wrestled in Hawaii. Oh, no? Yeah. Um, for, for Liam Ivy's promotion. But basically, yeah, like you said, they all felt that they had the worst Christmas ever and that it started with that year with the Radish Baby. Not the Cabbage cabbage Patch Kid. Yeah. (laughs) You know, this guy convinced your mom that, you know, they were even rarer and so she should get one. And Yep, now it's the worst Christmas. Nope, check out this one. It's even worse. Nope, check out this one. But then, you know, Andre the Giant as Père Noël comes in and says, Actually, if you look at it, look, these are people who are making the best of a bad situation. And, you know, it's all about your perspective. I'm just here to teach you perspective on things. And it was good. Yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. It was a good Christmas episode. I watched that this morning while I was wrapping gifts. So, uh, And incidentally, Randy Savage never did wrestle in Hawaii for uh, no? Liam Ivey, I know. Hmm. Well, they take some creative license you know right but i'm okay with it it's fine it's they use basically they use recognizable rustlers right yes is what it comes down to this next season what are we getting like mr perfect and bobby heenan and a few others yeah yeah it's a good show mm-hmm. always has some good lessons um i really i would love to see the movie that he was shooting you know, Big Tim, he comes in and he's got the crutch, but it's got like the, the shotgun shells and a bandolero on it. Yeah, um, it looks awesome. And they're talking about how like Ibiza Scrooge, which is uh, Ebenezer's granddaughter or something, is now uh, trying to destroy Christmas. She kidnapped Mrs. Claus and is taking all the hope away from everybody. I'm like, I would watch the shit out of that. Yep, as would I. Yeah, No doubt about that. I would watch that like crazy. <clears throat> But yeah, I think other than that, for shows, it's just uh, Hawkeye. So you and Rude last Wednesday both messaged me like practically at the same time, telling me how amazingly awesome this was. Uh, well, specifically the last part of it. And so I was getting, <laughs> looking forward to watching it. So Wednesday night after NWA after uh, AEW Dynamite. I sat down and I got ready to watch it and I was super pumped and I was ready to go and I was very excited. Um, and it wasn't a bad episode by any means, Mm-mm. but I'm like, when's it happening? When's it happening? When's it happening? When's it happening? And then finally, like literally the last 30 seconds, it was just like, Whoa! Uh-huh. so yeah, we finally got the payoff and we finally got, not even closure. We finally got a reopening of something that we thought was closed, mm-hmm. which is great. Now you're right. Most of the episode was okay. Like mm-hmm. this was another episode without a lot of fighting. It was more character development. I mean, after the intro, 
we literally go right back to her mom saying, you know, I want her kept out of harm's way. And he fucking pisses off. He's like, nope, I'm, I'm out of here. Um, because he's going to stop this Ronan thing and he's going to stop echo and he doesn't want her involved. So she kind of gets the shaft and she's stuck there at her mom's house. And basically Hawkeye, I mean, he's not a dick about it, but you know, he's not going to involve her. He doesn't want a partner, especially her. And so he goes and does his own thing. And, you know, we get different things like him at the, uh, New York Memorial talking to Natasha. Hey, I need this. Um, I'm going to have to do this. Probably the best part of this episode for me was the interactions between Kate and Yelena. Well, let's go back to the very beginning of the episode where sure. Yelena's visiting some other Black Widow friends because we see them picking up with the Black movie, mm. Widow movie ended. Yes. Where she, they are using the, the thing to, un, to gas them, to, to unbrainwash them. Yes. And it's the three of them sitting around and she goes in the bathroom to wash her hands and she blips. Mm-hmm. And then she blips back like instantly because that's Which how it was really cool to see it that way. Yeah. Yes. And she comes out and it's been five years and mm-hmm. her sister's dead and all these things have changed. And mm-hmm. her friend's like, well, I have my own hit, you know, mercenary hit woman, whatever it is, assassin, you know, uh, business. You should work for me. <clears throat> Yep. Um, we also get that that Kate tells her mother about the Shell Corporation, and we see her stepfather, as we refer to him as, being arrested by NYPD. Which didn't that seem suspicious to you? Like that her mom was so quick to believe her and then turn her hus- her future husband in. She's just like, yeah, you were right. I looked into it, so it's best that he's out of the picture. Well, she mm. works for a security company, right? So it wouldn't be that hard for her to look into it. So it is a bit believable. But then again, after the ending, you're like, well, wasn't that convenient? Right. Right. Yeah. I didn't think anything of it initially, but at the end I did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just, in all these shows and movies that we watch where, you know, somebody, usually a kid, but sometimes it's a, you know, an ex-boyfriend, ex-husband, somebody says to a person, you know, oh, this person's no good for you. And they dig in their heels and they won't see it and they fight them tooth and nail until it's like thrust right in their face. So it was kind of just jarring for somebody to be like, oh, that I'll look into it. Oh, I looked into it. You were right. So fuck him. I was like, holy shit. That's not typical Hollywood writing. Exactly. That's how that works. Yep. So, yeah, um, Yelena breaks into Kate's apartment and starts right off by chiding her over the fact that, you know, she's been waiting for a long time. Like, I've been waiting for you this whole time. Why did not you come back here? You know, this is boring. She made up macaroni and cheese, the greatest food in the world. And I love how Kate was just like, yeah, I know how good mac and cheese is. She's like, oh, no, this is great basically she has one spoon. She's like, you have one spoon. How sad is that? She's like, well, I'm, I'm only one person. She's like, but still that's terrible. So they take turns eating the macaroni and she's like, when Kate's done, she's like, okay, I'm adding hot sauce. I love hot sauce, hot sauce and everything. She's just, she's very real. It made me want to see more Yelena. But I also liked when Kate called around and was like, yeah, I know you keep saying my name over and over again. So that way I know, you know who my name is. Yeah. <laughs> so basically you can kind of cut the shit with that. Yeah. 
And then she's like, oh, well, this is all the stuff that I know about you. Like when your dad died, where you went to school. What about this? What about that? Like she knew everything on her. And then at one point, Yelena actually, they say something like, you know, uh, don't worry. If I wanted to kill you, yeah, you'd have killed me. Oh, easily. Absolutely. Like you never would have even gotten through the door. I would have just right in your head. Bam. You would have been dead laying on the floor. loved it that's exactly what would have happened because what's what's probably going to happen down the road here is we're going to get some version of the young avengers and those two are going to be critical members of it oh yes um absolutely so trying to think what else clint like i said clint goes around he he sets up a meeting with echo but basically says to uh to the monument stone there to natasha air quotes you know i'm gonna have to do something that i don't want to do and you know i need you to forgive me for it i like how he turns off the hearing aid to do that so that like he can't hear the rest of the world around him and he's just kind of alone with her that was really cool actually yeah, yeah. But he sets up the meeting and we get a nice, uh, a fun little Batman-esque um, romp through a used car lot mm-hmm. where he takes out her guys one at a time. Again, it's very Batman-esque, you know, just suddenly two guys are walking along and one of them falls to the ground and gets dragged off, kicking and screaming. Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> yeah. It was fun. Uh, him and Echo have a nice fight. He basically subdues her and starts telling her, you know, hey, there was somebody who ratted your organization. The only reason that I came was because somebody in your organization wanted your dad out of the way. I didn't do it for personal. It, it was, you know, this is what happened. And she's like, bullshit. But she kind of knows. Of course she knows. And in fact, she's done initially, like you said, she says bullshit, but then she asks her boyfriend basically like, Hey, why weren't you there the night that Ronan killed everybody? You're my dad's number two. Why weren't you there? And he didn't have a good answer. He said, I never got the call. Why? What are you asking? <clears throat> yeah, that wasn't a good answer. She didn't believe him. <clears throat> nope. Um, so Eleanor Bishop's mom, uh, goes to have a meeting with a guy. And let's see here. We got Hawkeye sitting around with Bishop and somebody else. I can't remember who now. I feel like I it was either. just a firefighter. Yeah, I think it was. The LARPing, the LARP, LARPing firefighter yes. guy. Yes, it yeah. was, because that's who he's crashing with. Now. Yeah, so they're all hanging out together. And Belova texts Bishop. And basically says, like, hey, just want to let you know, this is the person that hired me to kill Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's who you're it's it's her mother. Yeah. So Bishop's mom hired Bellava to come kill Hawkeye. Uh huh. Because now apparently I'm guessing she's not going to kill Hawkeye anymore. No, no, I don't think she is. You know, after their interactions and everything, and then sends her a couple pictures of who she's talking to. And it's well, she's she's talking to the picture and the Hawkeye goes, yeah, that's why I afraid. That's why I was afraid it was. That's that's Lopez's uncle. 
Yeah. And he this even is, talked. This he is the references, big guy I've been worried about. Yeah, it's the big guy. And he references it to his wife earlier in the episode where he's like, yeah, I'm really worried about that. You know, the big guy's going to get involved with all this. And we see a picture of the big guy. It's fucking Kingpin. It's fucking Kingpin. But it's and, not just Kingpin. Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. Thank you. It's Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin from the Daredevil series. So uh-huh. I know recently Kevin Feig said, well, if we ever have Daredevil, it's going to be Charlie Cox. Okay. Charlie mm-hmm. Cox, if we have Daredevil come back, will be played by Charlie Cox. All right. But we've, we haven't officially seen anybody from any of the Netflix series nope. in the they Marvel put them all Cinematic the Universe. Yeah, because, I mean, if you remember, we watched all the Marvel those those series on Netflix. The first couple, the first season of Daredevil and maybe Jessica Jones, they did mention what was going on in the MCU a little bit about things. Like, they kind of referenced maybe they Spider-Man talked about or New York. Hulk. Or New York. Yeah, ex- exactly. You know what the I mean? Chitauri oh, that's the invasion. You know, they, they, they told you that they were part of this, but yeah. <clears throat> but this is the first evidence of any of the characters from the Netflix series being in the MCU. <laughs> and, and what evidence it is. Holy oh, crap. It is awesome. So that's, that's, that, that popped me big time. That was, that's <laughs> what, okay. Oh, finally. Like that was yeah. the big thing for me. It was like, finally, uh-huh. what everyone's talking about. So we only have last episode. Yeah, last episode's in two days, and then a week from a week from Wednesday is Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. So I, I'm really enjoying Hawkeye. I I honestly I've enjoyed all of the uh, Marvel series on Netflix. I mean on Disney Plus that we've gotten so far. Um, they're each good in their own way for their own different different style. Like their own, they're right. definitely all their own styles. <laughs> Um, the one thing that I can say that about all of them is that they all seem to bring about, they really, uh, in their own way, bring about a human side to some of these, you know, look at WandaVision and it was all about dealing with grief and loss and, you know, trying to run away from the world while creating a fake world of your own. Um, you had Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which was all about trying to move on, trying to fulfill a legacy, trying to, you know, step into somebody else's shoes. Yeah. You know, you're a hero, but are you that level of hero kind of thing? You know, what does it take to live up to a name? Uh, Loki, you know, they were gods, but it was still the human interactions. It was him falling in love with himself. It was wanting to not be another cog in the machine. Like again, very humanistic type stuff. And I'm digging that about these things. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I think the biggest one for me is two, two things. Falcon and Lunar soldier. Didn't you guys get paid? Mm, yes. <laughs> and then in this, uh, Clint's got a hearing aid. Yeah. And I think, didn't they even mention that in this one too? Asking him about getting paid for being an Avenger. Uh, I, I don't, I don't remember that. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. So, <sighs> so that's all the shows. Did you watch any movies? I watched four movies. Ooh, I watched some movies myself. Yeah. Yeah. Only, you, well, so you watch we, a movie. I watched three, the new movie, three movies that I've never seen before that are also new movies. Okay. And one older film. 
I watched two that were new to me and new in general and one yeah. older one that I had never seen and one that I had seen. And that was Elf. You know, oh, okay, yeah, that's it, we were wrapping presents. Yeah. We threw on Elf. It was yeah. great. Uh, from there, we jumped into I had never seen it before. Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, that's a good one, Tim Allen. That, yeah, that is a good one. Yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't like the lesson, but you know, I, I still appreciated the movie. Thought it was funny. Had some good parts yeah. in it. Had some good actors in it. Well, we watched um, Deck the Halls. That was the older one that we hadn't watched before. Christmas theme, Matthew Broderick, Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah. We um, almost watched that one. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'll ever watch it again in life. No? Nah, I just didn't care for it. I mean, it wasn't terrible, oh, okay. but it wasn't good. Hmm. Yeah, it really wasn't yeah, that great. I remember that was up on the screen. Julia mentioned that, and then she was like, oh, wait, Christmas is the Cranks. So we went with that one. So what were the two new to move new to you movies you watched? One of them was uh, we were looking for something to watch the other night. We were like, oh, we could watch. Oh, that I should mention that, too, by the way. We watched two more episodes of Invasion, the uh, series on Apple TV Plus. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's good. They finally gave us the aliens in episode six, I think. So it finally like the um, the stakes are upped. But um, it is decent. Like all 10 episodes are out now. I suggest checking it out. It, the the gimmick of it is that it's all taking place in real time. So all the stuff that's happening to these people, like you'll see somebody it's nighttime, somebody else it's daytime. It's because there are different parts of the world, okay. but it's all happening in real time. So speaking of uh, Apple TV plus there, did you watch yeah. the four minute uh, <laughs> Ted Lasso claymation thing? God damn right. I did. It was okay. It, yeah, it was definitely nothing to write home about, but it was fun. It was foolish. He he loses his mustache, but he gets it back by the end. Yeah. And Christmas magic and spirit. You could tell that it was an earlier one, too, because Nate still had black hair and he was still nice. And, well, yeah. Nate wasn't a douchebag. Yeah. And uh, one of them actually said to him, don't ever change, Nate. Stay who you are. Uh, uh, yep. I like I like seeing Roy um, get bleeped with the little Christmas ribbon over his mouth. <laughs> yes, that worked well. Yep. Um. Otherwise, yeah, it was just, it was cute and it was kind of fun, but it wasn't anything. It, it was nothing that I need to watch again. That's yeah. for sure. Yep. Uh, movies. You had two movies. Yes. Um, one of them, as I was saying, we, uh, we were looking for something to watch and we were flipping through and we were like, ah, what about this? What about this? And we were about to watch an episode of Invasion and I flipped it on Hulu and right there on the front, it was this documentary called dead asleep. And it covers this case from just this recently. I mean, I think it was like in 2013 or something where this, it, it was these three people who lived together in Florida. They were all like in their early twenties roommates, friends for life, you know, two sisters and a guy who was like a brother. Um, and he brutally murdered one of the sisters, stabbed her like 21 times or something. And uh, what was that the, on uh, Hulu? Um, I think I've, okay, I think I have looked at that multiple times. The the defense that they used was sleepwalking, that he was sleepwalking when he did it, so he couldn't be held, you know, responsible because he wasn't aware of what he was doing. And. It was it was interesting. It was one of those that, like, in the early part of the episode, you in the early part of the documentary, you're just like, yeah, 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And by the end of it, you're like, now, wait a minute, hold on a second. Um, there was some stuff that I thought, but Julia actually pointed out, but it's true. It was a little sketchy. Like, um, they actually had the footage in here of the, um, the booking room when they brought the parents in and they were like talking to them about the daughter being dead. They, you know, they were trying to break it to the mother and the father, you know, that their daughter was dead and the mother was hysterical and the father was trying to console her. And it was, it was very messy. And, you know, Julia was like, boy, I can't believe that they actually agreed to show this. And then later on at the end, they're like, yes, the mother and father said that they wanted nothing to do with this documentary. Well, that's pretty shitty that you put this footage in there then of her going nuts and crying and pretty freaking much, out. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty dickheadish of him. Yeah. yeah. So didn't like that aspect of it. Um, but yeah, it, if you like true crime documentaries, it's it's a true crime documentary. All right. <laughs> I watched three movies. You have another movie I know, but I watched three movies. Okay. And one of those movies was Cop Shop. Uh, I remember I remember sending you the preview for that, but I don't remember what it was. Yes. So it stars Vincent Grillo and uh, Gerard Butler. Oh, yeah. Vincent Grillo gets himself arrested because uh, Gerard Butler is going to. um, People are coming to kill him. Mm -hmm. That's what Mm -hmm. it kind of comes down to. And. um, Yeah, it just doesn't go his way. Um, The movie is okay, And I'll leave it at that. Okay. It, um, it definitely I, struck me as the type of thing that would either be really fun or like meh. Yeah, it was really it was it was okay. If I if I never watch it again, then that's cool. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't as it wasn't as super fun as I was hoping and thought it would be. Okay. Well. Yeah. I mean, they can't all be winners. This is true. They cannot all be winners. What's movie what? number two that you watched that I probably watched as well? I don't know. I don't think you did because I think you maybe have already watched this. Uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Oh, no, I have not watched that one yet. Okay, we got that from the Red Box. I didn't realize it was out that already. Cool. Yeah, hit, hit the Red Box this past week. Um, so it was $1.85, well spent. Yep. So you did enjoy it? No, nah, and it was it was okay. Okay. The first well, you Venom said a dollar eighty-five well spent. So yeah, well, because I'm glad I only spent a dollar eighty-five on it, and you go to the oh, theaters or yeah. rent it or pay more than that. Right, um, right, right. It was it was okay. It wasn't as like the first Venom was better, really, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, there was too much uh, um, like odd couple type humor between Eddie Brock and Venom. Mm. Um. Okay. And then Woody Harrelson as Carnage, as Cletus Cassidy. Mm-hmm. That was that was okay. It looked um, like it was kind of over the top. I know it that was. Cletus Cassidy it was, is an over the top kind of character, but yeah, it was. It was just okay. I mean, I'm I'm glad I watched it because now I've seen it, and I, yeah. I I've seen the the mid credit scene or the post credit scene, mm-hmm. uh, which ties into the other movie I watched, which is Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. And 
I, I've had a Dickens of a time, like justifying to everybody else, you know, trying to explain to different friends that, no, I, I will not be watching that in the theaters. Um, unfortunately, I, I'm Hi. very, I, I'm not depressed about it, but I'm very upset about it because, you know, movie premieres were always a big thing for me. They were always yep. a huge deal. And, you know, I was there first day in line, sometimes three hours beforehand, four hours beforehand. Oh, yeah, beforehand. back before the reserve seating, we would sit there yep. for hours. We'd stand in line for hours. Yep. But yep. with this one, it's so, I mean, it broke all kinds of box office records. It broke pre pandemic yeah. box office records. I, because of my heart condition, even though I have the two injections and the booster, I can't really risk. I don't want to risk yeah. going into a crowded theater like that, being surrounded by these people. Like you were talking about the ones who say, I don't need no fucking vaccine mm-hmm. and, uh, getting sick from that just to see this movie. I really want to see the movie. I can't justify it. You know, I, I got an invite from my buddy, Sam, who uh, is sweet and awesome, but just yeah. got over his second bout of COVID. You yeah. know, I, I just, I can't justify it. And like I said, with my pre-existing condition, I can't risk that. Like, Dude, I'm not going to understand and respect your decision. <laughs> Want to hear something cool though? What? Um, <laughs> Sam did contact me and he said, you know, Hey, it got spoiled for me, blah, blah, blah. But he gave me a he sent me a $25 gift card to Voodoo and said as soon as the movie comes out buy it for yourself on digital. Oh, that was really cool of him. Yeah. yeah. He's like you need to see this movie. It's great. It's phenomenal and you know, I'm sorry you couldn't go but I completely understand and that was awesome. That is really awesome. And that probably yeah. comes out in early February. Yes. Yep. Cuz it's typically like 45 days after its theatrical release. Which I'm excited about. I, I'm counting that it's already pre-ordered on Voodoo, so you know I'm sure that I'll get an email or something at some point that says, "Hey, that movie that you pre-ordered will be here in a week or two weeks." Or yeah, we went we went Thursday and watched Spider-Man No Way Home, and then I got the Venom movie on Redbox on Friday and Cop Shop actually on Redbox on Friday. So now you've completed the whole circuit. Yep. And we watch those Friday night. So impressions of No Way Home? Phenomenal. I, I knew it would be. Um, so I don't. For me, when I think about my favorite MCU movie, it always goes to um, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. And this is a very close second. Maybe really? even yeah, yeah. This is this is a very 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 close second. Wow. Um, and maybe after a second viewing, I won't feel that way. Like with Ragnarok, every time I watch it, I'm like, this movie is so fucking phenomenal, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, this was good. Here's one thing I did pick up on. You know the traditional Marvel Marvel Studios opening, you know, with the music and the comic book, you the comic book pages, and you see the 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 lettering how it moves you know what I'm talking about it's before all the series all the yeah. movies like dun, 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 yeah. and it's like dun, comic dun, book yeah. pages flipping yes and... yes the Venom movie just had the old one like a few pages flipping and then just says Marvel Studios no music no you know what I mean like it's funny right. because Venom is still 
Um, it's, it's separate. It's the Sony picture, if you will, and it's separate. Mm-hmm. But yet Spider-Man has enough, apparently, that it, it gets the full Marvel Studios logo. Right. Um, well, up, I, I mean, up until this point, there's been zero tie-in between Venom and anything MCU. Like, right, they exist right. in the comic books, but he's never, yeah. like, we've gotten a hint at, like, possibly knowing of Spider-Man or something. So, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't surprise me that much. So, with No Way Home, there's a mid credit scene. And that's all I'll say. And then there's a post credit scene. Mm-hmm. And I will spoil the post credit scene. Okay. It's the uh, trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's not really spoiling anything. We got the trailer to the next Marvel movie, basically. Now, tell me this. Yeah. Because I've been doing a phenomenal job, if I do say so myself, of navigating the minefield of spoilers. You know, I'll scroll down through my news feeds, and if I see a picture of Spider-Man or if I see the word Spider-Man, I – Scroll right past, or you know, I'll go in and mute Spider-Man. Like if you go on Twitter, you can mute the word Spider-Man. I don't know if you can do that with my because I use Feedly as a news aggregator. Okay, sure. Um, So, uh, but I can. um, What was I going to say? I've gotten really good at skipping stuff. Now, would watching the trailer that comes at the end of this would that spoil things? Like, because I would assume, Madness trailer. I would assume, like in a week or two, that trailer is going to be up online, and people are going to be like, "Check out the new trailer." Is that going to spoil things from No Way Home? No. Okay. No, but you know what? To better to better answer that, when the trailer comes out, don't watch it. Tell me, and I'll watch it again. Okay. Then I'll tell you because. You know, when you're just finished the movie and you're like, oh, my God, we're getting the Doctor Strange trailer. It was just like, you know, when we got the Avengers trailer. Mm, yes. Um, you know, we see Scarlet Witch in the trailer mm-hmm. and we meet uh, some new heavies going against Doctor Strange, if you will. OK, but I don't I don't think it spoils anything. OK, cool. Yeah, I don't think it spoils anything. But yeah, no, this movie so good. Mm. So good. Uh, I like this would have been yeah. and I've told people this, this would have been the one to bring me to the theaters. Yeah. To like to like get me to break up. But the thing is, like, I just saw a news article tonight, not to be a doom and gloomer, but I just saw a thing tonight that said that Omicron now accounts for 79% of all new hospital cases, all new yes. breakout cases. Like it is taken over fast. Yeah. But also, I mean, again, the majority of everyone that has it, especially people being hospitalized are unvaccinated people. Yeah. That's the thing. Like Maine, Maine, Maine is, I was reading an article today about how Maine is now one of the hot spots in the country. New England is because mm-hmm. Delta is just kind of waving through and Omicron's coming through already and everything. And it's because that the Southern part of the state did a really good job vaccinating, but the Northern part of the state didn't. And the Northern Shocker. part of the state hasn't really been hit as hard with coronavirus because it just hasn't made its way up there. And now it has, and it's really, mm. yeah. So again, even in Northern light, when they do the reports, it's like, we have 50 people on ventilators, 49 are not vaccinated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, Absolutely. 
Yeah, the majority of everybody coming down with it being hospitalized, the majority of all these new positive cases are unvaccinated people. And that's not me. That's just stating a fact. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. And that's not and an that's, opinion. That's a fact. Right, right. <laughs> and and you're not sitting here trying to convince me to go out. You're not like, oh, you'll be safe. You're just saying this is the facts of what it is. And I 100 percent understand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Completely no, agree. I, and. Yeah, I'm still I'm being careful because no, no, and I, I again I don't blame. When I went and saw Halloween, I went on like uh, Thursday at 11 a.m. screening that they had, mm-hmm. so I was literally the only one in the theater, and I still wore my mask for crying out loud. How busy was Spider Man when you went? Dude, every theater was full. Um, it was me and my two older kids. We wore our masks the whole time, and. There was someone there, there, you know, there were people on each side of us, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, we were in the back. We were in a smaller theater, but we were in the back row. So there's no one behind us. There was people in front of us, but they're a distance. I mean, they're, you know, you know how they distance out the chairs. They have to for the reclining feature and be able to walk through and everything. Um, right. And then, you know, like I said, we we had our we wore our masks, but the theater was busy. It's the busiest um, the theater was busy. All, all the all the seat all the screenings were sold out. But I did pick tickets to go. We went last Thursday, like I said, and I bought tickets to the smallest theater they were screening in. <laughs> Made me feel a little better. <laughs> so, but yeah, I can't wait for you to watch it. Still there, buddy? You want to mute or something? Oh, I must have muted you. Because um, I'm sitting there, I'm like, yeah, man, I can't wait. You know, knowing that I've got it pre-booked is so awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I'm looking forward to finding out, oh, it's available and being able to just, you know, I'm going to take a day and just hunker down and, yeah, get some comfort foods and fucking blast it. Maybe I'll even have you come over and watch it with me. Oh, I would love to do that. And I will <laughs> say this. I love my soundbar. Oh. <laughs> Isn't it great? Love my soundbar. Hey, two years ago today, we went and saw Rise of Skywalker. Oh, wow. Look at that. I remember yeah. enjoying it. Yep. Oh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. So, yeah, that was uh, oh, right before. I got to tell you something off air. Holy cow, I just thought of it. Right before all of this shit started hitting the fan. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. December three, of 2019. Three. Yeah. It was March 2020 is when it really like everything started getting shut down and everything. Yep. Cause I ended up sure. seeing rise of Skywalker again. Cause we went to go see 1917 for Kanan's birthday and it was basically sold out. Um, and then we went and saw 1917 in February before my surgery. And then, you know, the end <sighs> of the world. <laughs> So, yeah. News yeah. and trailers? Uh, no, I had one other movie. Oh, shit. That's right. You did. I'm sorry. Which I think you also said you were going to be watching. Uh, I watched Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas. Oh, I had watched that the week before. Oh, okay. I remember I messaged you. I'm going to I've watched this. Oh, I, I, was the week I remembered you saying that you were going to watch it, but I couldn't remember. So, yeah. Well, I definitely watched it the week before. I, I think I watched it the week before. You know, it doesn't matter ultimately. I now we can it. talk about it. 
Yeah. What'd you think? Um, equal parts loved and hated. Yes. So things that I loved about this, I love that we got uh, an explanation for what was going on with Max uh, and we actually got it tied up at the end in, I mean, we can't guarantee that it is the best way, but at least it was tied up. You know, at least they gave us a plausible explanation Mm -hmm. and then a resolution. uh, It was sad watching the resolution happen, but you know, it was, it was better than leaving us on a cliffhanger like they did at season two. Yeah. Um, yes. I loved seeing Peter Gallagher uh, singing the song in black and white. I fucking loved that. Yeah, um, that was pretty awesome. Uh, I loved the vibes and the theme of Christmas. You know, again, yep. I watched that uh, right after the Young Rock one. I watched that this morning, wrapping stuff. Didn't realize how long it was. I thought it was just going to be an episode of the show. It was like an hour and 40 minutes. It was a movie. Yeah. And if the movie um, does well, they might bring the show back for another season. Yeah. Fingers are crossed on that one. Um, it made me realize how much I missed the show, like how much yes. I enjoyed the show at times. Like, you know, Mo's Mo's part annoyed me where she goes to help her boyfriend's oh. daughter's pageant and made it all about herself. Oh, that was annoying. oh, yeah, that was hated super that annoying. So I hated that whole part of it. And then um, Zoe being overly like. Dad, 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 dad. What happened with dad? Mm. We got to do what dad used to do. Dad, 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 dad. Everyone else clearly doesn't want to do that. No. They want to avoid it. They don't want to address it. Um, and then, you know, they, they basically up, browbeats them into it. Yes. And then the, the they have the dinner and the new boyfriend, who's going to be the new boyfriend for mom. I liked him. Actually yeah. knocks the uh, snow globe over and it breaks. And the... Uh, well, that was a really deeply sad song that they sang. Yeah, like Max was in tears over it because he he can't he's he couldn't handle how much pain they were in. Yep, I liked that he started off his journey. He's like, oh, I helped three people today. I helped four people last week. Like, I'm good at this. This is great. I don't yeah. know why you were complaining. And then by the end, he was like, I fucking get it. Like yeah. all the, all the shit that you had on your shoulders, like all the stuff you had to bear. This is awful. Yeah. He's like, I, I always gave you grief because I, it, you know, I was like basing it on what I was feeling. I never thought about what you were feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That was rough. But yeah, I hated Mo. Um, holy shit. Like that was beyond even what I would consider. Like, I didn't think that Mo's character had gone that far. Like Mo definitely steals the spotlight and wants it to be all about him. But this was a step beyond even that. I feel like to take over the children's pageant and sing, and then be like, now I'm going to do another song and another song. No, that was, that was almost like, um, like somebody wrote Mo that didn't know Mo. Yes, that was absurdly over the top. That's why it bothered me more than anything else. It wasn't, I mean, yes, it was what Mo did, but it was also that it didn't feel like the Mo that we have been getting to know. Like, yes, again, Mo is definitely all about himself and wants to be all about himself, but this was just, this was too much. Yep, I agree. Wholeheartedly. Um, 
I definitely, I agree with you completely. Zoe like bullied her family into doing this. And then, you know, she said it many times herself. She was like, you know, I want things to be the way that they were. I want us to do the exact same thing that we've done every year. Well, that's just, that's sick. Like you need to go to a therapist. That's not how it works. I saw the same thing. Like you can't force a tradition. They just have to happen. Mm -hmm. You can't plan it. And now that dad's gone, there need to be new traditions. It was Pink Floyd wish you were here. Mm, yeah. That also to echo what you were saying, holy crap, dude. Like this this reminded me of why I missed the show. Like the musical numbers especially were so good in this. I loved yeah. the um time after time at the end there, the duet that, that was turned fantastic. into a solo. Yes. Oh, it was crushing that was so when he, good. When he'd stop and stare at her. It's like, I can't hear would, you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, chills. Um, mm, the whole, yeah. the whole uh, Zoe's whole workforce singing uh, "Home Sweet Home." Oh yes, yeah, mm. that was good. Um, but yeah, things like that made me made me miss the show. Uh, what was it though? Kate was in the, the baking, and I was watching it, and Zoe started singing, and Kate's like, "Who is singing?" I go. Zoe and she goes I didn't think she sang that bad oh wait she never sings I go that's right she's the one that listens to everyone else sing but now she's singing in this episode and boy is she not a good singer she did have that one episode remember where it was externalized like instead of hearing other people she was forced to sing like she sang in the conference room and everything and yeah even then we were like ooh yeah that's some rough stuff that's some very rough stuff. And I mean, kudos to uh, Jane for yep. continuing to, you know, belt it out. But holy crap, girl, just. Hi, hi, hi. I will catch you. I'll be oh, waiting. That was so good. Time after time. It's a great song. That's a great it song. Is. It is. Multiple different versions of it that I've enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I guess trailers and news. Yeah, let's do it up. So there were a lot of trailers that we shared back and forth this week. Yeah, there was definitely several. Um, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yep. Oof, talk about a fu- dude. There was there was a couple other five dollar titles this yeah. week. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, and then like I sent you a trailer just called Clean. So the unbearable weight of massive talent is the full circle. It is Nick cage playing Nick cage as Nick cage. Oh yeah. Yeah, If you've ever enjoyed the absurdity that is Nick cage, you need to just watch this fucking movie. This, Mm -hmm. This is going to be amazing. End of story. Like, yeah. Neil Patrick Harris is in there as Neil Patrick Harris talking to Nick cage, talking him into a job where there's some rich guy who loves him and wants him to perform for his birthday for a million dollar paycheck. And it's, um, who's the guy? All I can think of is Oscar Isaac, but it's not Oscar Isaac. It's, um, Oh my God. Uh, Pedro Pascal. It's the Mandalorian. Yes. Is the fucking, the rich guy. And 
there's one scene in the trailer where it's like Nick Cage is climbing over the wall and Pedro Pascal has to stay behind. He's like, go on without me. He's like, I'll never forget you. And he jumps over the wall. And then it turns out that there was like a break in the wall and he just walks around the corner. But like, I like, oh. We could have just walked around the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, this, this is definitely, this is the most Nicholas, most Nicholas Cage thing ever, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can love it. Yeah. Um, um, I sent you news about the Goonies Disney Plus series in development, and that's all there really was to talk about. But they're just going to do yeah. a series, so yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, you um, sent me the slash film thing about the one scene in the Evil Dead Sam Raimi regrets the most. Um, I didn't have to read that. That's tree rape. <laughs> exactly. I was yeah. like, uh, yeah, it's going to be the tree rape scene. Yeah, it didn't age well. Yeah, you think? No. What do you think about Adam Scott's Severance? Uh, I think I fucking love Adam Scott. It's on Apple TV Plus, which hasn't steered me wrong yet. Speaking of which, The Shrink Next Door is now on Apple TV Plus. Got to check that out. Um, Have you watched any of that yet? No, not yet. But I just added it to my list. Um, But Severance looks really interesting. The basic premise seems to be that these people all agree to have their minds altered so that when they're at work, there's no trace of their personal lives active in their brain. And then when they're right. out of work, there's no trace of their work life in their brain. So they're, they're severed. They're severing the connection between work and personal. Yes. And I am, I'm fucking there for it. It sounds like a great fuck you in the head. Yeah, it really does seem pretty screwed up, right? Uh, yeah. 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 Um, Oh, where, where did I send that? Hmm. I wrote down under trailers brazen, but I don't see that I sent it to you. Did I not send oh, it to you? No, I don't remember seeing that one. What's that about? Um, it's um, it's Alyssa Milano. Hold on. I'm going to bring up the description here. I'll send it to you. Afterwards. Wait, she's doing shit. It's coming to Netflix. It says prominent mystery writer and crime expert Grace Alyssa Milano hurries back to her family home in Washington, D.C. because her estranged sister summons her. When her sister is killed and her double life as a webcam performer is revealed, Grace ignores the warnings of cool-headed detective Ed and gets involved in the case. That doesn't sound good. It looks interesting. Other than Alyssa Milano and Cam Girl. (laughs) <laughs> but but she's not the cam girl it's her sister oh boo i mean no, I'm kidding it it looked interesting i'll send you the trailer afterwards um but yeah it's uh let's see who else was in there and none of these people you really know um yeah i don't know i'll send you the trailer you might you might be interested is it, it's, is it a movie or a TV series? It's a Netflix movie. Okay. Movie. Yeah. Um, so, do, 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 How I Met Your Father. What'd you think about this? Uh, which one again? How I Met Your Father. Uh, I watched that trailer with Kate, and we're going to watch it. I mm-hmm. just don't know. How I Met Your Mother is so good. I don't, I just it's it's gonna be a Hulu original. Uh huh. It's got was that uh, Hillary Duff in it. Uh huh. So I just it know good. it's her. I can't say I grew up watching uh, what was that show she was on? Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. It's not like I grew up watching that. I mean, I was 24 when it came out, so that'd just be creepy. 
Sure. So, um, I like the fact that, you know, this takes place in a more modern time. So, you know, some of the things that didn't age well in How I Met Your Mother are now yes. going to be handled differently in How I Met Your Father. Eh, I'll check well, it out. Well, they are saying it takes place in 2022. So. Yep. yep. So, I mean, yeah. So there's things like dating apps. It's not like the episode of How I Met Your Mother where, you know, he went in and filled out the thing and got printouts on paper of Correct. his matches. Right. <laughs> um, sent you the teaser, which honestly, it's all we need for uh, season four of Killing Eve. Yeah, it's going to be the final season. Comes out in February. The teaser was pretty much garbage because it didn't really tell us or show us anything. And like you said, it's all we need. Yeah, I was kind of glad that it was it didn't tell us anything because, you know, I I'm going to watch it anyway. I was just happy to see that it's coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lost City. Channing Tatum, Sandra Bullock. She's a uh, a prolific writer, like trashy, smutty romance novel types. Um, she wrote about the Lost City. And according to her, she just kind of made it up. Um the, the star of her books is Channing Tatum's character. You know, he's just the model. Basically, he's the Fabio. Yes. And then Daniel Radcliffe comes along as this eccentric millionaire, and he tells her, you can help me find the Lost City. And then Channing Tatum decides he wants to go help her as well to prove that he could be the hero that she's always writing about. And it just looks fucking amazing. It looks awesome. Yeah, it really does look really, really good. Um, I'm looking forward to watching that. Uh, you sent me clean. Yeah. So this is a Adrian Brody trailer and, um, it's an IFC film and basically like, all right, this, the, the topic of this movie or the, what they show us in the trailer, if you will, is that he's a, a mild mannered guy who's just trying to get his life back. And then the wrong people fuck with him. Right. Yep. I mean, that's pretty I, much it. I, I think so. I got halfway through the trailer and went, yeah, I'm not interested in this. Well, no, basically. So I can't think of where it takes place, but basically the, the or Adrian Brody's character, whose name is clean. It seems like either he just got out of prison or jail, which is the same thing I realized, or just came back to town or whatever it was. We don't really know what happened because mm-hmm. there's not a great synopsis out there. Um, Maybe maybe Rotten Tomatoes has a better one. No, it says not found. Awesome. <laughs> maybe IMDb has one. Tormented by his past, a garbage man named Clean attempts a quiet life of redemption, but soon finds himself forced to reconcile with his violent past. So he helps some local girl who's in trouble, gets her out of trouble, and the bad guys don't like it, so they send someone to kill him, and it doesn't work out for him. And basically, we get the you didn't just send us to kill some lo- some normal garbage man, and you know he's whatever you know X S I S special forces, yada yada. Like we used to get all the time in '80s movies, where they do the mm-hmm. big reveal that this isn't just some normal mild mannered guy, you know. Um, so I don't know it's a short film, as in an hour and a half, and I'll probably watch it if I stumble across it. The uh... You know, you mentioned the whole, you know, oh, it turns out that he's some guy who, you know, has a past as a ex-Navy yeah. SEAL Green Beret Rambo 
tight. To me, if I hear that, the only person that can ever fit that bill again is Jim Caviezel in Person of Interest. <laughs> That's it. That's the one that I want to see. Like seeing him yeah. in that first scene on the, what was it? The subway or the bus? The subway. Yeah. Mm. That's it. Yeah. That, that is my, Oh, this is just a mild mannered guy who actually has a history of being a killer for hire. Pfft, yep. There he is. God, I want to watch that show again. I wonder if it's on Paramount plus. I like that. Uh, the Jim, Cav- the, the unknown, um, per- what is it? Persons unknown. Person of interest. Person of interest. There we go. I like the episode where he gets the dog, if you will. Yes. Bear. Bear. When he like, he's like, he's not listening to you because he doesn't respect you. And then he gives him a command in German. <laughs> and then you just cut to the outside scene and the dog's barking. Oh, dude, it's on. It's on HBO Max. Awesome. You just cut to the outside scene with a dog barking and then the bar and, and him walking away. And then the dog runs out after him. And now he has a dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And the dog stays with him for the rest of the series. And yep. they, they talk about like having to have somebody watch the dog. I yep. loved that series yep. so much. He doesn't God. listen to you because he doesn't respect you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right up there in my top five, my list of top five series. That's I put one. that one right up there. I put Mr. Robot up there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you sent me anyway. a couple more trailers. Yep. Like you said, the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Uh, that trailer does nothing for me. It's uh, Kristen Stewart, kind of a rear window kind of thing, except for she's, she's alcoholic on alcoholic. pills. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I can't tell if it's supposed if... to be funny or drama right. or some combo. Yeah, we don't know if what she's seeing is a hallucination from her pills and alcohol. And it sounded like the guy she was talking to on the phone, It he made it sound like she has a history with hallucinations as it is. Yeah. Because he said, you're definitely not mixing the, the pills with alcohol, right? She's like, no, not at all. He goes, because that can enhance the um, hallucinations. Mm-hmm. So then the, the polar opposite of that trailer, I sent you the <sighs> Northman. I want to watch the hell out of this. <laughs> right? Holy fuck. This comes out in April in theaters only. And um, uh, the Northman is an epic revenge thriller that explores how far a Viking prince will go to seek justice for his murdered father. It's really all you need. Yeah. Uh, the trailer fucking I could have stopped watching it halfway through and would have been like, yep, yep. I'm ready. I'm, yeah. I'm and apparently ready. Alexander Skarsgård is the star, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And we've seen him in a bunch of good stuff. You know, um, yeah. and uh, but also in it is Nicole Kidman and Ethan Hawke and apparently Bjork and Willem Dafoe. Um, I don't know how big of a role that Nicole Kidman and Willem Dafoe have. I mean, Ethan Hawke mm. have, but um, no, I'll just go watch the trailer. This looks fantastic. Yep. The Northman. And you know what's funny? Not too long ago, I think it might have been Kanan that said to me, like, do you really like movies based on, like, Vikings that's not Thor? <laughs> <laughs> Has he seen the Vikings TV series? Um, that's literally just a, called Vikings? He knows about it, yeah. But he just was looking for, like, a quick movie, not, not like, a multi-series. Gotcha. So. And then this but trailer comes Viking. In, Nah, I don't think that's the same thing right there. <laughs> but then this trailer comes out, and it's almost like, here you go, son. 
So, yeah, no, this looks pretty awesome. Yeah. So, any other news other than the Goonies TV series that's coming? I don't think so. Well, have I got some news for you, my friend. Alrighty. Um, some interesting stuff. Uh, Peloton has apparently pulled the ads they just started running that had Chris Noth in them because apparently a woman came forward and said that he assaulted her. I don't know what that's going to do for the new um, uh, Sex and the City reboot, just like that. But uh, yeah, he, he's Peloton shut down the ads already. And apparently they were, they did those ads at the same time they were doing something with Ryan Reynolds. Cause I saw some articles that were popping up about, you know, Chris Noth and Ryan Reynolds doing ads, blah, blah, blah. Um, moving right along. Cobra Kai season five has wrapped production. That's right. I said season five. We haven't even got season four yet. And season five has wrapped production. Who would have thought that this show was going to be, th- I mean, like this show was on YouTube and it's uh, this is a, a prime YouTube example. Red. This is a prime example of how you can have an amazing show on a network no one watches, and it mm-hmm. flounders because of it. Mm-hmm. Because when this hit Hulu, I mean hit Netflix, holy cow, did that explode? Apparently, yeah. Um. I saw that tonight that HBO Max is developing an adult animated Legion of Superheroes cartoon. That'll be fun. HBO Max. Cool. Nice. Legion Legion of Superheroes were the ones from the future. You had like Superboy, uh, yep. Brainiac, the something. Y- you got them mentioned in um, uh, Supergirl. You know, that's where. Uh, God, what is was that it? Is still on? Supergirl? No. I can't no, remember. They had was- their. They had their finale a little while ago. Okay. Uh, speaking of Chris Noth, Jeff Garland is leaving the Goldbergs effective immediately and will not complete work on the show's currently in production ninth season. The actor was subject of an HR investigation into a string of misconduct allegations on the set of the sitcom. During a recent interview with Vanity Fair, the actor acknowledged the investigations had been ongoing for a long time. He disagreed with Sony Public Television's position that some of his conduct on the set was making an unsafe workplace for the cast and crew. He acknowledged that he and Sony had come to an agreement of some kind, but denied that he was being fired. Yeah, he's leaving immediately and not coming back. That's going to make this season of the Goldbergs interesting because, you know, these are all based on Adam Goldberg's childhood. And to my knowledge, his dad didn't just up and die. So wonder if they're going to do some creative, like uh, writing him off as Mm -hmm. or if they'll recast the character. Yeah. I don't know. Um, This was kind of fun. Uh, Matthew Vaughn recently did an interview and uh, revealed that his gritty superhero movie Kick-Ass is being rebooted and it's going to be even more controversial than the original. Really? He says, it's so fucking nuts that I can't talk about it, but we've got the ready. We've got that ready to go. All the rights revert back in two years and then we're going to reboot it where people will be like, he is insane. It says, but why reboot Kick-Ass? Why not make Kick-Ass 3? He's like, because I think the clue is in the title. I think Kick-Ass became a new type of genre. Everyone was like, oh, you can't make an R-rated superhero. No one wanted to see an R-rated superhero. You can't do this. You can't do that. So I had this idea, and it was so nuts that I went, yeah, great. 
it'll just cause just as much controversy and everyone will talk about it. And as many people that love it will hate it. I'm not saying that it hasn't got the characters in it and it won't have, you know, he added, I'm just saying that it's not what anyone could imagine it's being. And I'm going to need one very, very brave actor or actress to play the new kick-ass because it will scare the shit out of them. So in two years, the rights revert back to him, huh? Uh-huh. And remember, this is Matthew Vaughn who did the first two, who also did um, the Kingsman movies and uh, X-Men First Class and Days of Future Past. So I, the guy's got cred in my book. Okay. Well, let's, let's see what happens, I guess. I'm looking forward to checking it out. Um, last two are very interesting. I thought you'd appreciate them. Uh, you know that movie Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm familiar. And you're aware that their sequel has already been greenlit and it's already been worked on and they got the same director coming back. I'm familiar. Uh, recently, Cinema Blend talked with the director, asked if there are any actors he'd like to see show up in the Shang-Chi sequel. He said, I mean, if we could ever get Jackie Chan into a movie, it would be a lifelong dream of mine. Yeah, let's put that out there. Please, Jackie Chan, please do it. Right? He's he's um, he's, he's getting so old, though. Like, he's got to play grandfatherly roles now at this point. Well, they said that they've got a they did a recent interview with Jackie Chan um, saying that he never left America, but he could not find the right script. He said the movies he's being offered from Hollywood were pretty much all the same cop roles. And now that he's gotten older, he's 67. Yeah. Uh, he's interested in playing more dramatic parts. I want to make sure that every year the audience can see so many different sides of Jackie Chan, he explained. I would like audiences to consider me as an actor who can do action, not just an action star. I don't like to repeat myself. So, dude, bring Jackie Chan in as like a mentor or even the villain. Fuck, make him... Oh, well, did you ever see the foreigner? No, I did not. You should watch that. Cause that is a Jackie Chan movie. That's unlike any Jackie Chan movie. Um, when did that come out? 2017. Wow. was that long ago already? Um, yeah, it's, it's a very good movie. I will add that to my list. Yeah. It's, um, again, it's, he, he, he 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 fights, but he doesn't fight. Cool. Yeah, he plays a, a former Vietnam Special Forces operative turned London restaurateur who looks for revenge after his daughter's killed in a terrorist bombing mm. by the IRA. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So it um, it's a lot more of a dramatic role than what you usually see him in. Is he is he more like Liam Neeson's? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um Oh, did you see the Punisher got a new logo? No, I did not. Yeah, in the comics coming up, uh, they say that this is basically this new run that they're going to be doing is the culmination of Frank Castle's journey throughout the Marvel universe. Uh, and they gave him a new logo. Partly because, you know, the characters evolved and honestly, partly because of all the fucking nut job wackadoos out there who are donning the Punisher's logo and fucking killing people on the streets in the name of um, the Punisher. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like the new logo. No, it, it doesn't look very good. It looks demonic almost. Yeah. Um, but 
I understand them wanting to distance themselves from some of the more radical people who Marvel changes controversial Punisher logo. Oh, it's just from a skull face and now it's a demon face. Yeah. It's a devil head. Okay, that's definitely less controversial. Uh-huh. So, here's your last piece of news that I have. Uh, pretty exciting. It seems like I've been referencing this a lot lately, but um, very few casting announcements have ever given me this much pleasure, said Dick Wolf recently, announcing that... Um, uh, what is it? Oh, Sam Watterson will be coming back to Law & Order in February. Rejoin the series as District Attorney Jack McCoy. That doesn't surprise me. That's pretty cool. He's the ultimate conscience of the show, and I look forward to him emulating the career of New York District Attorney Robert Morgantho, who served until he was 90. With both Sam and Anthony Anderson returning, the show uh, it shows that the 21st season is merely a continuation of where we left off. That's pretty fucking cool. So we've already got Jeffrey Donovan, Hugh Dancy joining up new. And then we've got Cameron Mannheim, Anthony Anderson, and Sam Watterson coming back. Pretty fucking excited. I can handle that. Yeah. So I can handle that. I like I really, him a lot. Yeah. That's all I really got for news. Uh, HBO has released a list of the movies and stuff that's coming out in January. Uh, I did notice that January 7th, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard is coming out. So I kind of wanted to check that I out. I do want to check that out. Yeah. Um, the Righteous Gemstone Season 2 is premiering. Uh, I really liked the first season. I don't know if you ever watched it. Are you going to watch the Matrix movie this week? I'm depends on my schedule. Like we had planned on that. We had planned on doing like a watching of the trilogy and then watching that one. I know. I'm just trying to debate if I want to do that myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of time to commit. It is. And it's not, I liked the first matrix movie. I didn't care about the second or third one at all. No. And, um, like you just said, it's a lot of time to commit to those movies. Yes, it really is. Uh, especially when you've got other things to watch, like um, HBO Max just released Station Eleven, that TV series that I can't even begin to describe it. But I want to check that out, and that one's going, you know, one episode a week, and I want to get into that one. Um, I'm still working on Invasion. Uh, I see that January thirteenth, Peacemakers coming out, which I still am not convinced I'm going to want to watch that. Apparently, January fifteenth, HBO Max is getting Fringe. Oh, that's a good show. So I can finally finish watching it, even though you never I've... finished watching it. Nope. Nope. Still haven't finished watching it. Oh, it disappeared off the uh, streaming platforms before I could. Did you watch any of the third season? Yes. Like half. Okay. Of it. Okay. And I remember not being that impressed with it, but no, it is. It is. It was not good. <sighs> Excuse me. Yeah, no, it was not that great. Well, apparently we're also getting season one and two of Pennyworth. That one that was on, uh, what? Like, crackle or epics or something the one that takes it's all about alfred before he ever met the waynes i have no interest in watching that uh, yeah well that's all i've got how about you yep that's all i got too okay all right well 
I, I can be found on Twitter. I'm Superstar Mel. I am the Quantum Geek, G33K. That's our show. We'll uh, talk to you next week.